Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Up in your football knowledge, class is now in session. It was a wild weekend. It continues to go. Playoff pictures continue to get slated. Teams making playoffs, clinching divisions. It's awesome to watch and see a lot of shakedown this weekend. Um, a lot of surprising things as well. I mean, the Ravens continuing to pick it up, looking like uh, they're going to win the AFC North. It'll come down to a few things there. And the Ravens actually control uh, what they can control. I mean, it's, it's in their hands now. The Steelers had it in their hands for a while, but um, now they have to move on. Uh, a lot of other things. The Seahawks, man, with a big win over the Chiefs at home in Seattle. Um, the Chargers had an opportunity to take over that division, but with their loss to the Ravens, um, it shakes things up in that division. So a lot of things going on. Uh, the Titans with a big win over the Redskins. Talked about the Ravens being the Chargers. Cowboys clinched their division. The Vikings over the Lions. The Falcons over the Panthers. The Panthers continue to go down ever since the Steelers slaughtered, slaughtered them on a Thursday night. The Eagles win. You got Foles making his magic happen in December once again. Can he get get them uh, to the playoffs? Uh, Foles finished 35 of 49 for 471 yards and four touchdowns and an interception. I mean, Deshaun Watson actually played Pretty good as well, throwing for 339 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it's crazy to watch and see. But Foles, man, he brings some magic. And I think the biggest thing with Foles is when he's in the lineup, guys know they have to elevate their game, and they're playing well around him. And I would love to see nothing more than the Eagles find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, that would be pretty cool. And to see if Foles can do it once again. Uh, the Colts, man, the Colts, Andrew Luck with a comeback win against the Giants. Look, Eli Manning actually didn't play bad. 309 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But the Colts and Andrew Luck, just too much. He comes, ba comes back, come, come from behind victory. Uh, Luck was 31-47 for 357 yards, two touchdowns. You know, the thing Luck brings is hope to that football team. You understand when you line up and Luck's under center, you have a chance week in and week out. And that's what he's bringing right now to the Colts. And they're playing good football, man. They're playing good football. And as of right now, uh, and we'll get into it more, I'll get into the playoff picture, but it looks like the Colts, man, they can control with uh, a win in week 17, and they're in. Win and they're in it's between them and the Titans. Uh, whoever wins that game, they're in. The Bengals and Browns, I mean, the Browns, we continue to watch uh, Baker Mayfield pull his magic, um, you know, and, and that head coaching job is now getting harder and harder to see which way they're going to go because right now with Greg Williams, he's bringing some magic to that locker room, and those guys are, they're clicking, and they have that uh, chemistry in the locker room, and we're going to hear uh, from Baker Mayfield in just a little bit. But uh, Mayfield finished 27-37, 284 yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, I'm just interested in, in hearing from Mayfield talking about this little streak 
that they're on. It's been a good run. You know what? We said that any team can do that, and we just have to put it all together, put the little things together, and it's it's been a good ride. Yeah, obviously, we'd love to be in the playoffs, but uh, like I said earlier in the year, we, you know, you have to go through some tough times to see the brighter end of it. And um, although, you know, it, it hurt us in the long run, but we're going to use this momentum, use it, and we, we kind of know what we have as a team, uh, what we have in the locker room, and it's pretty special. It's been a good run. Mayfield talking about it there. I mean, look. Uh, they've gotten some, um, they're in a little rhythm. I mean, winning five of the last, last six, um, you know, they, they're, they're playing well together. You know, I should say winning five games out of their last six games. Um, they're playing well. Greg Williams has the pulse of that team, you know, and, and it's funny to see too that uh, Mayfield just swept the Brown or swept the Bengals. And that hasn't happened in a while. I mean, the Browns are actually going to uh, finish in a better spot than last in their, their division. And that hasn't happened for a while. A lot of good things happening for the Browns. But as you hear, as Mayfield uh, was talking, that it's a constant process. It's a constant uh, habit and work to uh, switch that um, kind of that feeling in the locker room. And yes, they're on a little run, but it's not good enough. They're they're happy with the support they got from their fans. And look, I mean, Mayfield, the thing he does well, and I keep saying it, is he extends plays outside the pocket on those third and eights and, and keep them plays alive. I think the creativity on offense with Freddie Kitchens and running some reverse passes with Jarvis Landry, the throwback uh, with a beautiful da- ball down the sideline. They're continuing to expand the offense. Mayfield's playing free. He's playing decisive. I mean, the guy has control of that offense. He has control of the team. And, you know, we saw earlier um, what he did hitting uh, Njoku and him making a great play. But it was asked, were you looking at Hugh Jackson? And I want to listen to Mayfield when he was asked that question in his interview. The Bengals sideline and backpedaling, was that directed at you or what was going on? Uh, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. It's, it's kind of trending on social media. You were staring at them. That's all right. <laughs> we won. David didn't score on that play. David? <laughs> Look, I love the competitiveness Mayfield brings to the game. I mean, the guy is competitive. That's what the Browns need. They need that type of attitude, that emotional guy that just really doesn't give a damn, and he comes in week in and week out and competes because they need to change that mindset that mindset and that culture in that locker room, and that's what they continue to work on, and that's what Mayfield brings. But also, come on, man, it's been weeks now. Hugh Jackson he got fired. He needed to get another job. He didn't, you know, voluntarily leave the Browns. And so I don't quite agree with all the trash talking that's going on. But it's football. If it works for him, if it gets him fired up, it's all good. Because, look, it's working in that locker room. And those guys are clicking. And I talked about it before. I think Mayfield, him being able to extend plays, he's smart. He understands football. That poise he has in the pocket I mean, that's what separates. I mean, you see it around the league. 
uh, with Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers and, and what Ben does. And, and talking about Ben and the Steelers, I mean, look, um, y- you know, it was a tough game in the Superdome. Look, big win last week against the Patriots at home. And the Steelers always play better against good football teams and good opponents. And, um, you know, I thought going in the Superdome, they would have a chance, and they did. And I think, you know, they dominated that football game from start to finish. But the Saints made more key plays in situational football than the Steelers did. You know, the Steelers, at the end of the first half, they go down and score uh, with 44 seconds remaining when uh, they put a really nice drive together, and they actually go... uh, I think like 94 yards or something down the field. And that's when uh, Ben hit Samuels in the flat versus busted coverage. And I actually saw the Saints bust a lot more coverages on defense than I've seen them do all year. And Ben throws an easy touchdown in the flat. And, and I liked how the Steelers were mixing up their play calling, their offense, spreading them out a little bit. They go for two. They hit Eli Rogers for a two-point conversion to tie it up 14-14. We only got 40-some seconds left in the in the first half, and Breeze puts a little drive together, and they get three points still in, in, in the first half. And that's where I feel like, you know, they could have eliminated that, you know, and that's situational football right there. And, you know, Breeze had the upper hand and puts a drive together to get three points. The defense needed to make a key stop. You know, and then it's 24-14 in the second half. I think Ben, ben was playing lights out. I mean, Ben played good, 33-50 for 380 yards and three touchdowns. I think the dude keep the ball in his hands. And, and you saw Ben to A.B. There was another busted coverage. Looks like they were trying to end and out A.B. He split it. Ben Lofton, a beautiful touchdown pass on the left side. Um, and then later on, you know, the Steelers, they go for the fake punt. <clears throat> and it's not like I disagree with the call because the way the Saints lined up, they had the premier look. They motioned a guy out of the backfield. It gave an open box. No other linebackers in that box for them to directly snap it to Roosevelt Knicks. Well, on that play, there just so happened that, look, the Saints make plays too. And their guys did an excellent job uh, <clears throat> making that play. And, and, you know, it was just... Guys making more plays for the Saints when they needed to because I thought it was a good play call at the time. You know, for I mean, they had the look they wanted to, whether we agree with making that call or not. You have the look. If he gets that first down, you know, then it, then it's a different story. And we're probably not talking about this. But, you know, Tomlin didn't want to give Breeze the ball back. I mean, why why do you want to do that? Uh, you, you might as well... Uh, take it in your own hands but there it was a heck of a play um by the saints uh to make that stop and you know also in the football game ben like i said was playing on fire and then samuels was jalen samuels was doing a good job of the running back position and you got a third and two and you substitute ridley in the football game and he fumbles i mean those are critical downs situational football third down you turn the football over Keep the ball in Ben's hands and let him make plays. And, and that's not that's what I did not agree on. And 
And then later on, I think, um, you know, early on the football game, Joe Hayden called with a pass interference on a fourth down. Drew Brees just throwing it up, gave them a great field position. And then uh, later on, or I think it was third down, and then later on, um, at the end of the game, you know, this is uh, after the fake punt, and uh, the Saints go down and score, but they convert a fourth down. Uh, another p- uh, pass interference on Joe Hayden, and people want to argue if it was tipped or not. I did not think it was tipped. Um, the the very first pass interference early on in the game, you know, I agree that that was just a petty type call. Don't don't make that call. Um, and then there was situations in the football game, like on Vance McDonald later on in the game, the last drive the Steelers had the ball, they call, um, you know, holding or whatever. Um, and not pass interference, and so it's only like a five-yard penalty automatic first down, but come on, if you're going to call it one way, you've got to call it the other way, and um, I want to take a listen in now and hear Ben's reaction of, of where they sit now and what it looks like going on the rest of the season. That's pretty much it. You know, we um, the, the story's not written yet. I told the guys in there, I said, listen, it's not over yet. Um, this chapter, the story is not done. Obviously, we don't control it, but um, let's see what happens. The story's not written yet, you know, and Ben's right. It's not over yet. I mean, shoot, they still have another game available to play. They still have more things to happen. We see it all the time that crazier things have happened. Look, right now, yes, the Steelers did have uh, full control of everything they could control going into this thing. Uh, when they're sitting at 7-2 at one point in the season. And now they need uh, some help. And, that, and they need some help. And uh, they're going to have to rely on that. Look, because if the Ravens win next week and beat the Browns, the Ravens clinch the division. Now, if the Ravens lose and the Steelers win, Steelers are in. And they clinch the division. So uh, it's going to come down to that. Look, and the Browns have been playing good. They have some momentum. They have that um, camaraderie in the locker room right now. So it's not unrealistic to think the Browns can beat the Ravens again this year. Now it's in Baltimore. So Baltimore holds the advantage. Baltimore's defense is playing lights. That was going to be a a heck of a challenge for Baker Mayfield, uh, going into Baltimore. And, um, so that, that, uh, will be a good game. And the Steelers play the Bengals, a beat up Bengals football team. Um, so it's going to be a tough game. But, um, you know, the Steelers should take care of business. And the Steelers always play better versus good teams. So I'd like to see them uh, play good versus a bad team that they should dominate. The Steelers should dominate the Bengals. I think they'll have no problem with it. Um, But, yeah, so I also want to take a listen at Tomlin's press conference after the game. Uh, talking about where his team stands at this point in the season and, and after facing a tough opponent in the Saints. We accept responsibility for that. We acknowledge that. Um, we tip our caps to New Orleans, man. It was a tough fought game. It was a tough environment today. Appreciate the efforts of the men. Um, just, not a, just not enough positive playmaking in the three phases to secure victory. Um, the significant plays, obviously, um, we turned the ball over and scoring territory twice in the second half, uh, big time plays um, in terms of the game. And then we weren't able to get the necessary stop um, when we needed it um, on defense. Um, obviously, I chose to go for a fake 
punt, um, and we were unsuccessful there. I take responsibility for that. The rationale for, for the fake punt there? I just wanted to be aggressive. Um, I wanted to ensure that we had an opportunity to win the game. I thought, first of all, I liked the, the play, the concept. I thought we had a chance to get it. Um, but I thought where the, where the game was and the time in which was left in the game, I thought that if we did not stop them, that we would have an opportunity to have the ball last. And uh, we did, but uh, obviously um, unsuccessful nonetheless. So that's Tomlin. I mean, he's, he's taking responsibility for that, talks about the fake punt. Um, you know, the team is ex- accepting responsibility. That's the bed they made, and they're going to lay in it, and he expects them to respond, um, which they do. I mean, I, I honestly feel like this Steelers team does respond. I think Tomlin does a good job with getting them mentally right. And look, you know, I talked about it earlier a little bit. That fake punt, whether that was the right call or not, at the time in the game, you can't fault him for going for it. If you get the specific look, you look, you go through weeks of practice and you practice specialty plays and you call these only verse the specific look you plan to get in the game plan. And the Steelers got that look. And they just did not execute. And Tomlin talks about making plays. The Saints made more plays when they had to. At the end of the game, those key plays, situational football, that fake punt, Steelers did not get the blocks. They did not hold up up front on the blocks. Watch the replay. They did not. And the Saints made more of a physical play on that on that spot to stop Roosevelt Knicks from getting the first down. And, shoot, I feel bad for Rosie because he thought he got the first down, gave the, the first down si- signal, uh, but he was stopped short. And But like I said, I don't blame Tomlin for making that call. He's playing aggressive. I just fault the Steelers on, you know, turnovers that cost them the game. And those key plays in situational football, they have playmakers too. And their playmakers made more plays the end of the game or throughout the game when they had to uh to, to pull it out and and Tomlin you know he takes fault for for calling that fake punt but like I said I don't I don't fault him for for making the call um the Saints just uh made more plays when they had to and they stopped it and we talked about the playoff picture I want to take a look at you know the overall uh, standings in the league. I mean, right now the Patriots have clinched third division, the AFC East, uh, for the 10th straight year. That's insane to think about. And I had an argument earlier uh, with my brother-in-law about you know that, that division not being the strongest. But look, you got 10 years. Are you kidding me? 10 years of Dolphins, Bills, or Jets couldn't turn that around a little bit? And one of those teams couldn't have won one time in those 10 years? That's insane to me. So the Patriots clinched their division. The AFC North, you got the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and Bengals. That's how they're aligned. I talked about it before. If the Ravens win this week, they clinch. If not, they lose. Steelers win. Steelers are in. So Steelers can take care of business. The Texans now. The Texans at 10-5. Colts 9-6. and six. Um the, the Texans clinched a playoff spot, but now um, the Colts have a chance to win in their end. Um, and that's pretty special from where the Colts stood at one point till now. Um, you know, it's just, it's just awesome to see 
what the Colts have been doing uh, the rest of this year, especially Andrew Luck. I mean, Andrew Luck, the way he's playing, uh, the way he's got his team playing, but but it's just it's rallying around them and making plays. Um, <clears throat> it's a it's a special thing to see. The AFC West, the Chiefs and Chargers both clinched a playoff spot, but they both lost this weekend. So that division is still up for grabs between the two. Um, the Cowboys clinched the NFC East. Look, this is the first time, or there's been a different winner in um, the AFC or the NFC East. Um, they haven't had a repeat champ since 2004. In 2015, the Redskins won it. 2016, Dallas won it. 2017, the Eagles won it. In 2018, this year, the Cowboys won it. So they haven't had a repeat champ in years. So that, so that division is always up for grab. NFC North, the Bears clinched their division. Um, the NFC South, the Saints clinched their division. And uh, home field um, advantage through the playoffs. And with that, teams going in the Superdome, it's going to be tough to win in the Superdome. NFC West, the Rams uh, clinched their division, and the Seahawks, man, the Seahawks been balling. Seahawks clinched a playoff spot, so it's going to uh, it's going to come down a lot next week, and it's exciting to watch. I mean, right now in the AFC, it looks like the Chiefs at at number one, and the Patriots at number two. Then, as it looks right now, the Colts look to be the projected sixth seed, the Chargers fifth, the Ravens fourth, and the Texans third. So the Colts and Texans would match up. The Chargers and Ravens would match up. And now still in the hunt are the Titans and Steelers. Looking on the NFC, the NFC side, the Saints first round by the first seed, the Rams the second seed, now, as it sits right now, the Vikings are the sixth seed, the Seahawks the fifth seed, the Cowboys the fourth seed, and the Bears the third seed. So, as it stands right now, it would be the Vikings and the Bears in the first round and the Seahawks-Cowboys in the first round. The Eagles are still in the hunt. So, um, <clears throat> a lot of cool things, especially uh, to watch some of these games uh, coming up next week because it gets exciting. It comes down to week 17. This is the best uh, time of the year. So the Ravens have to beat the Browns to win. The Steelers need the Ravens to lose, and the Steelers beat the Bengals, and the Steelers clinch uh, the division. So they need things to happen. The Colts at the Titans, whoever wins that game is in. Uh, The Eagles need some help. They play the Redskins. The Chargers got the Broncos. Uh, the Chiefs have the Raiders. So it's going to come down to some of those games to see who ends up getting that. The Texans have the Jaguars. The Jags found a way to pull it out today. Um, so it's going to come down to Week 17, and that's what you got to love. you got to love it. A lot of great football going on, and I can't wait for the playoffs. And as, as it seems right now, I mean, my front runners. Or, or my picks, uh, where we stand to see how this thing shapes up. I mean, I'm going to have to go with the Saints. I don't think the Saints, I don't think anyone goes in the Superdome 
and beats the Saints. And then when you go on the AFC side, man, I think I truly think the AFC, um, man, is up for grabs. I mean, you know, if if the Chiefs could come away and have that number one seed, it's going to be super hard to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. And the Patriots, man, the Patriots, if they get that two seed and they find a way to get all those uh, those home games, um, um, if they figure out a way to get all those home games in Foxborough, that's a a hard place to play as well. And um, the Bears, though, the Bears, watch out for them and the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are playing the hottest right now in the NFC. Um, in the AFC, I'm man, the Colts are playing hot right now. The Colts and the Ravens. So that's some tough teams to beat. And the Ravens, man, with that defense, it comes down to defense. And um, so I don't know. But I think the Chiefs, if they get, get home field, it's going to be tough to beat them. I like the Colts being the surprise team through the playoffs. And like I said, the Saints, it's going to be hard to beat them in the Superdome. But um, I'll try to send out some videos this week. Keep following me on Twitter, BGradkowski5, and Instagram, BGrad05. I'll be on uh, 93.7 The Fan on Wednesday, uh, talking Steelers. And on Thursday, I'll be on NFL Radio from 11 to 3. And uh, everyone, I wish you all a happy and Merry Christmas. I hope Santa's good to you and brings you what you asked for. Hopefully, you're a good boy. Have a good one.